What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Wednesday, September 23rd. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is what a day where we are sad to announce that Mitt Romney is no longer part of the resistance. See, I always thought it was weird when we started including him because he has villain hair, and like, that is a red flag. He does. Although Gavin Newsom has villain hair too. Just stating facts, putting... (laughs) I mean... On today's show, some updates on voting in key states and what the hell are naked ballots, then some headlines. Voter suppression can't work if you double check your registration, make a plan to vote, get all the info you need on Vote Save America. It can't work if you decide that you are determined to vote. That's how you beat voter suppression. Show up. So vote. Do it. Yeah, (laughs) vote. Do it. Uh, That was Kendall Jenner talking to Crooked's very own John Favreau about getting registered to vote. John We absolutely stand. We'll get back to voting in a moment, but first the latest. According to official estimates, America has passed the grim milestone of 200,000 deaths in the COVID-19 crisis. The true number is likely much higher as testing at the beginning of the pandemic lagged. And even now, as testing has ramped up, we're still only doing 16% of the recommended testing. And we got here for several reasons, the biggest of which being the absolutely abominable response from the Trump administration. Donald Trump consistently and intentionally downplayed the severity of the virus, misled Americans on when the pandemic would end, and vilified local governments that followed the guidance of actual public health officials. He set numerous bad and divisive examples, including holding an indoor rally in the midst of the worsening crisis that resulted in Herman Cain's death, and at a rally this week speaking about the impact of the virus on young people, he said, quote, it affects virtually nobody. It's an amazing thing. By the way, open your schools. Everybody open your schools. Since the president won't say it, I'm sorry to the 200,000 plus families who are mourning the loss of their loved ones. I'm sorry that the leader of this country doesn't cherish the lives of the citizens of this country. We are more prepared to lead. That's for sure. Looking forward, Trump has claimed publicly that a vaccine would be ready before Election Day. But based on all of our reporting, that seems less than likely. So what's the latest there? So there's so much happening. I'm going to try to be succinct. On September 15th, Secretary of Health and Human Services Alex Azar barred the nation's health agencies, including the FDA, from signing any new rules regarding the nation's foods, medicines, medical devices, and other products, including vaccines. It's unclear how the ban will impact the vaccine approval process, but this isn't the first political interference we've seen in the process. Over the past few months, political appointees pressured by Trump have been messing with standard scientific and regulatory processes at the health agencies. For example... The CDC's website was updated to say that a COVID test wasn't necessary if you don't show symptoms after being in contact with a person infected with COVID-19. That language was not added by CDC scientists, and that language was reversed on Friday of last week. 
And seemingly in response to polling that suggests that people are increasingly reluctant and untrusting of the safety of a vaccine, and that's thanks to Trump's baseless promises about when a tested vaccine could be delivered, and to boost transparency, the FDA is now expected to spell out new, more rigorous standards for coronavirus vaccines. Those are expected to come out as soon as this week and will make it exceedingly difficult for any vaccine to be cleared before Election Day. Right. So let's get into what we know about those new standards so far. Right. So the FDA would ask manufacturers seeking an emergency authorization to follow participants in late stage clinical trials for a median of at least two months, starting after they receive a second vaccine shot. This is according to individuals familiar with the situation who spoke to The Washington Post under the condition of anonymity. You may recall how quickly Donald Trump secured an FDA emergency authorization for hydroxychloroquine, a medicine not shown to alleviate COVID-19 symptoms as a COVID-19 treatment, and that authorization was later revoked. But the upshot here is that these new standards make it unlikely, then, that the FDA could approve a vaccine for public consumption before December at the very earliest. And outside of the FDA, a group of Black physicians has created their own expert task force to independently vet regulators' decisions about COVID-19 drugs and vaccines, as well as government recommendations for curbing the pandemic. It's being organized by the National Medical Association, which was founded in 1895 as an answer to racist professional societies that excluded Black doctors. And the committee is meant to safeguard against any unscientific guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, very important in gaining public trust and having the messengers that are capable of doing just that. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's switch gears back to the election. As November 3rd quickly approaches, six weeks away, uh, we're seeing a deluge of legal cases throughout the country seeking to address how people can vote during the pandemic, specifically how and when mail-in ballots will be counted. Yesterday, there was a significant update out of North Carolina, a critical swing state. So what did we learn? So one of the major things is that election officials in the state agreed to count all the ballots they get up until November 12th, which is nine days after Election Day, so long as they are postmarked by Election Day. This, of course, means a number of things. One, it should open the door to more votes being counted. We've, of course, discussed all the insane rules that are put in place that inevitably disenfranchise voters in many, many states. So this is a welcome sign. And it shouldn't take litigation to get here, but perhaps this year can set a precedent for how these things are done in the future. And two, it adds more credence to the idea that we could be talking about results of an election week or weeks as opposed to election day, which is also good and fine because it's not a sporting event. And the more people that participate in this, the better. In addition to this extension, according to Mark Elias, the attorney for the plaintiffs, North Carolina will also be setting up stations for voters to drop off their ballots and allow for a so-called cure process so that voters can correct possible mistakes on mailed-in ballots. Yeah, I mean... Hopefully you guys don't make mistakes before you send them in, but yeah, I guess it's good. Uh, and this is part of a broader pattern that we've been seeing, though. Slowly but surely, states are extending that deadline. Yeah, to go through some more recent updates, on Monday, a federal judge in Wisconsin came up with a similar ruling. If you have your ballot postmarked by Election Day, it can be counted as long as it's getting there up to six days after. Once again, this, too, is coming from litigation and stems from that disastrous April primary. But the judge in this case didn't grant other changes that Democrats were seeking, like allowing officials to start counting absentee ballots before Election Day and expanding early voting. Now, we'll have to see if there's an appeal of the decision, which would first go to the circuit court and then potentially the Supreme Court. So, yes, a bridge we will cross when we get there. Yeah. Well, we talked about North Carolina. We talked about Wisconsin. But there were also updates in two other swing states, Michigan and Pennsylvania. So let's go over those. There is some okay news there, too. I know that's not something we often say, but it's true. A judge in Michigan decided last Friday that if your ballot is postmarked by November 2nd, the day before Election Day, and received within 14 days after Election Day, it is eligible. 
And let's wrap it up with Pennsylvania for now. So last week, the state Supreme Court put out a bunch of decisions. Here are a couple. One is that voters are going to be allowed to submit ballots via drop boxes. Two is that mail ballots will be accepted if they are received by 5 p.m. on the Friday after the election and postmarked on Election Day. So for people counting at home, that's at least four swing states that might not have full results on election night. Great. I'm going to try to maintain my chill for several, several nights (laughs) as they count these ballots. But let's talk about naked ballots. I've been thinking about it. You said naked. What is a naked ballot? We all have it on our minds. Let's just get into it. Something else happened last week as well with the state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania. So per the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Supreme Court ordered that, quote, naked ballots that show up Mm -hmm. without, quote, secrecy envelopes be discarded. So the state reportedly has a two-envelope mail ballot system because truly nothing in the world can be straightforward. A voter completes a ballot, pops it into the secret envelope that doesn't have identifying info, and then that goes into the mailing envelope that the voter signs and sends. Also for the inquiry, this is the first year that any voter in the state can participate by mail, so it's unclear how many people this could impact or if they would get it wrong. Yeah, I mean, honestly, voting should not be this complicated. But because we know it is, uh, we have a link in our show notes for voters in Pennsylvania showing you how to mail your ballot. That's right. So the state legislature could now move to make changes here. And the chair of the Philadelphia City Commissioners wrote to them to request that the law be changed, saying that tens of thousands of ballots could be in jeopardy. We'll keep following that and all the other updates out of the states. But that is the latest for now. Wednesday Wad Squad. And for today's Temp Check, we're talking about a section of the economy that's actually doing well during the pandemic, vintage movie shirt sales. An article in the Wall Street Journal described how some sellers are moving from flea markets to Instagram Live. One guy hosts a weekend-long virtual flea where vendors book slots to sell shirts like a vintage Aladdin tee with a big picture of the genie that just went for $6,000. So Giddy, everybody has that one vintage shirt they wouldn't sell for any price. What is yours, movie or otherwise? Mm, I have a Jurassic Park shirt somewhere that I think doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> um, has been kept, even though it doesn't fit, so I would not sell it. And I also have a Psycho tee from the movie that Ooh. has the little Bates Motel action going on, um, which is something I'm going to keep when movies no longer exist and the planet is fully gone. And I tell my grandchildren that that's what movies were like in the 1960s. <laughs> They, so they were a t-shirt, Grandpa? Um, but like, yes. I think that's really great. Um, I mean, when you wear them, do people react? Are they like, wow, cool, deep cut? Not really, no. And I also, I so the thing about like reacting to clothing in public is I feel like it has to be like really subtle. If it, if it gets us into a conversation, I don't like it. And I start to feel a little bit like... <laughs> Let's move on with the day. But if it's a, if it's a nice little like, huh. like I saw a guy wearing um, the Equemini like Outcast album cover one time, mm-hmm. leaving a concert, and we did a little like, uh huh, thing to each other, and that that felt cool. But then if it had turned into a conversation, it would have felt bad. Anyway, um, same question for you though. What's your go to vintage shirt item? Yeah. Well, I would say the first thing I have to say is I love that in these tip checks, we always get a glimpse of your personality because the fact that you would be, uh, I don't know, bothered by having a long conversation about your shirt is so your personality, which I love. Um, But yes, I do have several shirts that I I could never part with. I have a Luther Vandross vintage shirt that is like the best 
vintage tea I've ever gotten. And quite frankly, people have offered money and I'm like, no, no, you're never going to get this one. And either like no, my kids won't have it. Like I'm being buried <laughs> in that Luther Vandross shirt. And then, you know, I got a gift from a friend for my birthday once. So she's from Toronto and she got me a Degrassi t-shirt. Well, oh. she didn't get it for me. She had this Degrassi t-shirt that was signed by the cast, including Drake. Wow. <laughs> and so it is just like sitting folded in my storage unit. And don't look for my storage unit because I will show up. No one is getting that Drake shirt either. Yeah, we are actually leaving right now to guard it. Just in fact, anybody <laughs> gets any fresh ideas, um, you've been warned. There you go. Well, just like that, we've checked our temps. Stay safe, put on a t-shirt, and uh, we'll be back with another tip check tomorrow. What a Day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. 
A black man in Wisconsin is suing the Monona City Police Department after he was falsely arrested and held at gunpoint in his own home. 23-year-old Keontae Furge was arrested in June after a neighbor called the police because they were suspicious of him for, you guessed it, sitting on his own patio in a mostly white neighborhood. Mm. So according to the lawsuit, two officers entered Furge's home without knocking or getting a warrant. After drawing their guns and handcuffing Furge, the officers released him and said there had been a misunderstanding. The suit makes claims for false arrest, unlawful entry, and excessive force, among other things. Then in Kentucky, the family of David McAtee, a restaurant owner who was fatally shot by the state's National Guard during protests in June, filed a lawsuit against the Louisville Police Department and the Kentucky National Guard. The names of the individuals who shot McAtee have not been released, and no one has been charged in the killing so far. The Trump administration made the unilateral declaration this weekend that the United Nations would reimpose sanctions on Iran, leading the U.N. chief and several other countries to clarify over the past few days that they actually were not doing that. The White House said they were entitled to make the move because Iran failed to fully comply with the Iran nuclear deal. But the rest of the world says the move is illegal because Trump withdrew from that deal two years ago. Iran's foreign minister said that the sanctions won't really have any effect on the country and that this all felt like a publicity stunt for Trump before his election. Honestly, at this point, what isn't? True. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo painted the decision as an action to further the administration's Middle East peace plan, which, as we know, is the brainchild of ghost child Jared Kushner. (laughs) Spooky. Uh, Today's mask laws are tough but fair. The NFL just fined five coaches a total of $1.75 million for neglecting to wear face coverings at games. Coaches from the Seahawks, 49ers, Broncos, Raiders, and Saints will be charged $100,000 each, while their teams each have to pay $250,000. Many of the coaches were wearing gaiters, but like scarves, instead of masks, they looked like they were off to a lovely autumn stroll in the park when they should have looked like they were protecting themselves and others against an infectious disease. The NFL's rules on face coverings are very clear, requiring everyone in the bench area except players to wear masks at all times. Counting down the days until someone starts running ads saying $1 million mask fines are part of Joe Biden's plan Mm -hmm. for America. At least he has plans. Well, get ready to expand your definition of personal protective equipment. New reporting has shown that the Pentagon spent millions of dollars meant to fund production of coronavirus-related medical supplies on defense priorities like drones, aircraft parts, and Army dress uniforms. The Department of Defense received $1 billion through the CARES Act, which Congress earmarked for masks, gloves, etc. Then the DOD decided that the real priority when fighting off coronavirus should be protecting defense contractors, so they funneled most of that money to companies like GE Aviation which was maybe building airplanes that could blow up COVID aerosols using little missiles. We don't know. Uh, The worst part is that the CARES Act already included appropriations for COVID-affected businesses through the Paycheck Protection Program, and 10 of the approximately 30 defense contractors that got money from the DOD also received that funding. A representative for the Pentagon defended the spending, but the Democratic-led House Appropriations Committee said it went against their intentions. Representatives Mark Pacan and Barbara Lee are calling for a formal investigation. Personally, I have started wearing a huge jet turbine from the government in front of my face, which I spin whenever I am within six feet of a stranger. Inventive and effective. Yep. (laughs) Those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, put some clothes on your naked ballots for Christ's sake, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just NFL rules on face coverings like me, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and thanks, thanks for, for pitching, pitching in, Kendall, Kendall Jenner. Jenner. This is uh, one campaign that you're doing that we can really get behind. It, it's true. It's true. I'm off to drink a cold Pepsi. 
Day is a Crooked Media production. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador.